0: You're listening to The Regular Podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM.
1: The Vet is here, Pete Weatherburn from uh, Brave Vet, old Conny and Bray. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. Good morning to you, training for the Ironman. You should see the state of him. I know, Even just as here. well
0: Just as well. this is radio and not television. I, this... I happen to be wearing uh, a triathlon suit, a tri-suit, because I'm about to go out for a spin on my bike. It's a lovely day out there, and once yeah, i yeah. finish the radio, I'm going to go off for a for whiz around for a couple of hours. Very good. He's so not in the ap- scrubs this morning. No, apologies for that.
1: Not at all. <laughs> we're not offended, you know. But listen,
0: Dublin the Ironman's a great event. Um, it's on the 14th of August. Um, normally it's sold out, but they, they put on extra spaces and there's actually some left now. So if anybody wants to do it or wants to do just the, the, the one leg of it as a relay, you can still sign up. And I have to say, it's one of the best buzzes as a triathlon event I've ever been to. I did it last year. And they just managed to make it really exciting. They have professional commentators. They've got all this great uh, sort of enthusing music playing off the speakers and um, the course is really well organised and well marshaled it's really safe and they have lots of um, good places set up for spectators to cheer people on. Okay. So so it's a really good buzz. Uh, it'll take over Dublin um, on the morning of sun- Sunday the 14th of August so um, don't be planning to drive across the city on that day if you're doing something else but if, you, if you're half an inkling to do swimming, uh, cycling or running um, mm-hmm. then you should give this one a lash uh, I think it's a great event.
1: Okay and Peter's taken part. Pete uh, a question about worms but you wanted broaden that out to summer hazards
0: well i, I, I can i can talk about worms after a few sec in, in a sec but really the first thing i wanted to mention was prince george eating that ice cream because that made the internet buzz last week and i thought some of the comments people were making were just a bit ridiculous um i mean how many listeners out there with dogs have not let their dog have a little bit of ice cream maybe it's dropped in the ground the dog comes and licks it up um good or bad it's it's absolutely fine. I, I don't understand why everybody's getting so het up about it. People were saying stuff like, oh, dairy produce, dairy produce mm. makes dogs sick, you know? Really? It, Yoghurts? Yeah, listen, small amounts of most treats are absolutely fine for dogs. The rule of thumb is don't give your dog more than 10% of its daily food as something novel or different. But as long as you stick to that rule and as long as you avoid stuff that's poisonous and dairy certainly isn't poisonous, then there's nothing At all wrong with letting a dog eat a little bit of ice cream. And the other thing they were saying was, oh, there might have been chocolate in the ice cream, it's dangerous to give chocolate to dogs. Well, as I said before, Declan, giving a dog a little bit of a treat of chocolate isn't going to kill the dog. It's not that poisonous. What kills dogs is when dogs raid stashes of chocolates and a little dog eats a, eats, eats a big box of chocolates. That kills dogs, and that's terrible. Okay. But giving a dog a little morsel of chocolate is completely harmless. If you're going to be critical of it, the only thing you could say is that it might give a dog a bit of a taste for chocolate, so they might then be keener to seek out a stash. But I think that's stretching it even. I mean, I know these responsible organisations like the RSPCA. I know they have to be careful with the messages they give out. But sometimes I think that the media take them up with a with a bit of a um, an unnatural enthusiasm because it's a quiet news day or whatever, and it's a shame because it it doesn't really help because everybody knows that dogs can eat bits of ice cream and everybody knows that dogs aren't harmed by having a little morsel of chocolate. So w- why go why go exaggerating it? There All you right.
1: go. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, you answer that one forcibly. <laughs> Now, back to worms.
0: Worms. Don't you love them? What's your question about worms?
1: Um, How do I know if my dog has worms?
0: Well, that's the thing, is you don't always know. The classical thing would be, if a dog had a big tapeworm or or a big dose of roundworms, they would be losing weight, um, they might have gastroenteritis, they might have an upset stomach, um, and, um, you know, they might just look what's commonly called wormy, as in underweight um a bit raggedy dull coat just not looking very well so those are the classic signs of worms but having said that in nearly every case that 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 i see um you can't tell that a dog has worms because all that's happening is there are small numbers of worms in their intestines producing eggs which are um exited out their rear end and you can't see anything visible and so that's why the the general advice to be safe is to presume that all dogs have worms and to give them a routine worm dose every three months. And to make sure you use a worm dose that's broad spectrum, that doesn't just do roundworms or just do tapeworms. That's known to do all the different types of worms. Give a dose Every three months, get, get it right for the dog's weight, because often people underdose or overdose. Make sure it's done for the right weight of the dog. And if you do that routinely, you're very unlikely to have problems. Right, because
1: I just found the question that said, um, I think if I saw flies in the dog's dinner that it left, and the dog went back to it. So, would the okay. flies lay So,
0: eggs? that's a slightly different thing, because in that case, what will happen is that the fly might well have laid eggs in the dog's food, and the dog would then eat those fly eggs so that's not going to do the dog any harm at all unpalatable as it sounds to us um, you know if if those eggs had been left there and dog hadn't eaten the food then in uh, after after some days the eggs would have hatched out into maggots and that would be pretty disgusting but still the dog could eat those without being made sick so no but like fly fly eggs and fly uh, actually do you know something interesting maggots are actually one of the new trends about possibilities for pet food in the future. Now they don't call them maggots because that's disgusting <laughs> to everybody. They call them insects because maggots really are insects in a in an overcoat. That's what maggots are. Um, but what they found is that by by um, using waste food and by deliberately putting eggs fly insect eggs on the waste food, they can produce a harvest of. What they call larvae which is more palatable than maggots and once you've got loads of mar- larvae wriggling around you can kill them all with carbon dioxide and mince them up and create a new type of pet food and this, this they, would- they think this will be tremendously successful with the only issue that they're concerned about public perception of feeding their pets maggots.
1: <laughs> which um, is Pete, fair Pete, I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> you go back to your Iron Man. Uh, Pete Weatherburn, our vet uh, from uh, Brave Vet Old Connor and Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. <laughs> Goodbye. Enough, enough. Enough, enough. <laughs> indeed, absolutely.